So, Vincent, is Cam Newton an option for the New England Patriots? I would say it's an option for the New England Patriots. I mean, who do they have right now? They signed Brian Hoyer to a one-year, $1 million contract. Jared Stidham from Auburn. Come on. I mean, Bill Belichick is 67 years old, man. He's not going to sit there and start Jared Stidham and do a complete rebuild. Right. I can't imagine that either. Hey, welcome to Reckless Speculation, NFL style. It's your good friend. It's your pal. It's your compadre. It's TC, everybody. How you doing? And joining me on the big show today is the uh, lead NFL editor over at sportsnot.com. That's sports as in, well, sports, and then not as in juggernaut, N-A-U-T. You can follow Vincent on Twitter at uh, Vincent Frank NFL. That, that's right, right? Yes, sir. Very, very nice. Okay, so my next question when it comes to Cam Newton and the Patriots isn't Cam Newton pretty much washed up at this point? Is his career over? I mean, that Carolina would just release him? I mean, what does that tell you? Well, I mean, it tells me what he has, a $21 million cap hit for next season. Carolina waited. You know, they signed Teddy Bridgewater last Tuesday. They waited until this Tuesday to sign, to release Cam Newton. I, they kind of did him dirty there because all the other options for starting quarterbacks outside of maybe Los Angeles was the Chargers. Um, were filled up. Nick Foles was traded to Chicago. Philip Rivers went to Indianapolis. You know, and so the musical chairs Mariota to the Raiders, right? So the the musical shows already were in place. So at this point, he doesn't have any options. But if they had released him, say before last Monday, the tampering period, he would be a starting quarterback somewhere in the NFL right now. I firmly believe that. But. Obviously, they probably tried to trade him. Nobody was interested or knew that the Panthers had no leverage. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, I mean, anytime you have a quarterback or a player move, um, usually, unless it's voluntarily, usually it's somebody that just doesn't think that much of that quarterback anymore. So I, I, I guess the big thing for me is, and I know this is all about the Patriots, but what, what's wrong with Cam Newton? Is it the injuries? That's the biggest factor right now? You know, I've written on this numerous times for Sports Not. I think the Panthers ruined him. Uh, we have an article up, so just search Cam Newton on the website. And the whole idea there is they did not – former general manager David Gentleman, who's with the Giants now, they didn't invest on the offensive line, man. You have to invest on the offensive line. Not everybody is Russell Wilson where you can evade pressure, right? Right. To that level. I, Seattle doesn't invest on the offensive line. Wilson makes up for it. Cam Newton – was never that type of quarterback. I mean, he did scramble, but he was never the elusive type of the backfield. He was a big guy. And it just, they never invested on him. And his immaturity after the Super Bowl 50 loss to Denver, coupled with issues with the new regime led by David Tepper, who has no experience as an owner in the professional sports world. And I would say a retread general manager, Marty Herney, He's that all played a role in his departure from Carolina, but it's a two-way street, man. It's Cam Newton regressing on the field and the Panthers pretty much ruining him. Uh, we're going to be seeing that in Houston with Deshaun Watson. And, you know, that's just teams that don't invest in the offensive line. Their quarterbacks are left out in the cold. Do you think that Andy Dalton is the best bet for the Patriots at this point, trying to swing some sort of deal for uh... – our 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 our, uh, our favorite redheaded stepchild. I don't think that 
<laughs> you don't think so? I don't think Andy. I don't even think Andy Dalton's an upgrade from Jared Stidham. I, I mean, if you're going to go in that direction, you're better off seeing what you have in the Auburn quarterback. All right, Andy Dalton's just not a good football player, man. He's not. Period. No, he's made it. To, I mean, him and Marvin Lewis made it to the playoffs a lot of years in a row. Yeah, and when did that end? And I'm talking recency bias. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was horrible under Zach Taylor last year. Um, got benched for what? Jeff Driscoll? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> not good, is it? <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not, I, I have no idea how good of a, of a head coach Zach Taylor is, but he comes from the Kyle Shanahan, the Sean McDermott, right? The coaching tree. Yeah. They, they know what they're doing on offense. If you're benching Andy Dalton for <laughs> um, Jeff Driscoll, uh, I think that Zach Taylor saw what he needed to see. So um, I can't see it working out. So I think it's Cam Newton. For New England or bust, go with Jared Stidham, tank twenty twenty, and maybe look for Trevor Lawrence. But you said um, the other, but you said quarterbacks Bill is sixty seven. Does he? Yeah. Don't don't you think that uh, part of him just kind of wants to prove that he can win without Tom Brady, and and just like Tom Brady wants to prove that he can win without Bill Belichick, right? And maybe the best option to do that would be um, Stidham because they liked what they saw from him. He took a lot of number one reps in practice. I know it's not the same thing with Tom Brady getting a better day off and being injured last year. And they liked what they saw. Listen, this is a team that has taken multiple quarterbacks outside the first round that have had success at varying levels. Matt Castle, right? Not just Tom Brady, Matt Castle, um, Garoppolo with the 49ers. We've seen it, right? Right. So if they like what they saw instead of a fourth round pick, that would be the best way for Belichick to prove, hey, it wasn't Tom Brady, it was me. Yeah, I suppose. I just... Cam Newton's already been in the Super Bowl. I know, I know. But st- how? Let's uh, <laughs> regarding uh, Stidham. St- how do you say his name? Stidham. 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 Yeah. Okay. Re- regarding Stidham, uh, what uh, when it comes to what, what am I trying to ask here? Oh yeah. So how many years experience does he have uh, standing on the sidelines? Is it two years or just one? One. One. Okay. Yeah. One makes yeah. me scared, man. That. I mean, even if Bill Belichick is Sven Gali for quarterbacks or the quarterback whisperer, that still frightens me. I think the only the one issue that you have to think about here with them is they're taking they took a fourteen million dead cap hit um, by Tom Brady signing with the Buccaneers. They're about two million in cap room right now. Oh wow! So I mean, unless <laughs> Cam Newton's like, all right, I'll take a veteran minimum deal. You know, there's other options out there that have experience starting Nick Mullins for the 49ers will probably be had for a late round pick, right? Um, Derek Carr maybe will restructure his contract if the, if the Patriots trade for him. There's other options out there besides Cam Newton and Andy Dalton. You know, younger quarterbacks maybe, right? Right. That don't have the injuries or the recent lack of um, – heck, the 49ers and Patriots have worked on multiple trades. You know that. Throw a six-round pick to the 49ers from Mullins. He played pretty well in 2018. Or – look at other teams that have a possibility you know with Washington maybe the Redskins do go to a trade for Dwayne Haskins you know so there are other options out there for the Patriots I just the team wasn't that good last year the only issue there is Tom Brady wasn't good enough to pick up the pieces around him right and let's talk about the skill players in, in just one second And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. 
Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at is Khabib Namaga Madoff versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey, if you're digging on the show and you like the cut of our jib, you can follow NFL Reckless Speculation. On, well, you can subscribe for free on uh, Apple Podcasts, also uh, Google Podcasts. I know Google has their own native app now for podcasts out on iOS, if you prefer the Google platform. Uh, and then, of course, there's Stitcher, there's um, there's uh, Spotify. Actually, I did something, Vincent. The other day, let's see if we can get it to work again. And I'm and I'm sorry if you have if somebody's listening and they have a if they have an Alexa device. Don't look at me, Alexa. No, no, don't listen. Okay. And then <laughs> she's listening. Okay, so here we go. Alexa, play NFL Reckless Speculation on Spotify. Wait for it. Wait for it. Boom. Alexa, wow, stops. Nice. Alexa, stop. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, there you go. So, hey, uh, so, yeah. Okay. So, let me tell you a story about a man and his fish. No, I'm just kidding. So, uh, we got the uh, coronavirus uh, going all over. And yesterday, I was speaking of going all over. I was out and about. And I want to tell you about some good stuff that happened to me. So, had some affairs to attend to. So, I was out and about. The missus and I both, we stopped at Cane's for some uh, early lunch because we hadn't had any breakfast. It was very good. drive through. I don't know. You got Raising Cane's there in Vegas? We do. Yeah, have you ever been there? You know, I, I'm not a big fan, to be honest. But we, you know, we're in Vegas, so we have all this barbecued food and all this fried chicken with mom and pops and with other chains that are 10 times better. Our our, our our niece works there as, uh, as, uh, as, as she's going to college, so she works there. So we throw them a little business. So There you go. And we went over, picked some salt up for the uh, soft water thing. So we were out and about in public a lot. So if I'm going to catch the corona, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be now. And then we went to Costco. What was amazing about Costco, you know, you hear about all these lines. We were there about maybe 1 o'clock, maybe 1230. There was four people at the gas station at Costco. Got gas for wow. 209. It was just like, what? Jen and I are like talking about it. Like, how many people are going to be in line? Because I'm just like, well, I got some, I got a call to make and I got a text to send. So we'll just wait in line for, to get the Costco because I heard the gas was like down to two thirty. Got it for two oh nine. It was wonderful. And the Costco store in general didn't look that busy. So maybe things, maybe people are finally not freaking out. Then we stopped by the soda pop place to get a soda pop, a little Diet Mountain Dew action. And the car in front of us pays for our order, which was like seven dollars because we ordered a, a couple of fountain drinks and a cookie. So we're like, well, let's continue the trend. We pay for the car behind us, which was fourteen dollars. So it cost us seven dollars. They're doing the they're doing the pay it forward here too at the Starbucks in Vegas. Are, are I love they, it. Okay, I so, love it. So yeah. that was nice. So I'm just like, oh, I got gas at a good deal. Somebody paid for uh, our uh, cold pops, and then uh, and then we finally uh, when we had to run around. Oh, we went to a record shop, a record store. We didn't go in because they're closed, but we picked up uh, a, a Def Leppard album, a kind of a double disc album of their early years. 
uh, the High and Dry and the On Through the Night albums. It's actually it's a really cool set. I know you're not uh, into kind of that uh, rock from the 80s. You're more of a 70s guy and stuff earlier. Late 60s, 70s. Yeah. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's, it's a great presentation. And finally, then we uh, went, uh, well, we also got an ice cream while we were out. <laughs> and, then, and then we had to do our errands, our, our personal stuff that we also had to do. And then finally, at the end of the day, we stopped by this food truck. Uh, it's called Rima Soul in the uh, Phoenix area. They have like the best soul food, soul food, soul food. I can't even say it. Soul food ever. Soul food. <laughs> yeah. They're just, they're just a great, I mean, it's, it's like the most consistent product. Uh, there was like a, this restaurant in Ch- when I lived in Colorado Springs, there was like this restaurant called Silver Pond that was like so consistent in like the two thousands and stuff. And then, yeah, you've gone back since and some, some things have changed. Well, Rima soul is like that. Uh, Captain Ron and Via. They're just they're just great people, and then actually the local Fox affiliate was out there shooting some stuff uh, because their daughter had reached out saying you know hey these food trucks are struggling so they're doing you know whatever they can and they were at like a tractor supply company that's the actual name of the business which I'm not too familiar with so anyways it was a it was a really good day it was a it was a good day so you know what they're doing here that I like is um, I took my mom out yesterday um, at seven o'clock in the morning to the Smiths which is a grocery store. Um, and they're doing a senior day for the hour. Senior that is hour. nice. I like so that. The, for, the yeah. seniors. And there's cops out there enforcing it. That's and good. the cops are driving around the parking lot with their sirens on, but not loud. You know, they just have their uh, their lights on. And she said she went in there and they had hand sanitizer. They had um, big things of toilet paper and paper towels for them just to put in the cart. Um, they had gloves, they had masks and everything for them to buy. Um, so it was awesome. Social distancing was taking place. Um, I show, I walk in at eight o'clock because I had to pick up some stuff and obviously I'm not a senior, right? And <laughs> on the way out, the security guard goes within one foot of my mom asking for her receipt, thinking she's stealing toilet paper. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, everybody's doing the social distancing. It's amazing what Smith is doing, right? It's amazing what the cops are doing to make it all work, right? Right. And um, all that. I'm amazed that the social distancing is actually happening better in Las Vegas area than a lot of parts of the country, to be honest. And people are still out and about, right? Like you said, what you did today or yesterday. Yeah. People are still going out about their business. You're just not going inside to restaurants you're just not going to bars you're just not going to the strip and it's working out so i mean i think after the initial wave of people freaking out and oh i'm not going to do those social distancing as we saw in florida and southern california right right i think that is taking hold right now and i think that's a that's a positive thing we saw it with um speaking of that we saw it today with what teddy bridgewater's press conference with the panthers it was done on zoom you had all the reporters there, right? And the press conference went off without a hitch. Yeah. So I think, you know, if we bring it back to the NFL, I do think, and I'm against Jesse Reed, who's another um, NFL editor at SportsCon, who thinks that they should put, push back the NFL draft. Oh, Jesse's the kind of guy who wants to cancel everything. Please. He's so don't wrong put, about Don't push stuff, back yeah. the NFL no, draft just for the sanity yeah. of sports fans. Yeah, I mean, you it. can't do that. That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. We, can do, we can do it. I mean, just yeah, it's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you can do it. People are playing golf. Yes, you can yeah. social distance playing golf. I yeah. mean, there's certain things you can do. And um, I think the NFL draft, not to get back onto sports, but I think the NFL, which is kind of the – Forte here, but I think that the idea of pushing back that whole draft is ridiculous. You can have fun with it. You really yeah. can. Yeah. Well, we we concur there. So, 
and we're right, he's wrong, so that's all that matters to me. <laughs> <laughs> like always. Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe not always, but uh, anyway. So, uh, you know, and yeah, the corona thing. I'm, I'm, there was an Oxford professor that put out a report that I know got bashed a little bit, but, uh, but I'm glad that we have two different sides of the opinion, and, and I sure hope that she's right. She's a professor of, uh, I, can't, I can't say that word, epidemiology. I can't say it. What is it? How do you say it? Etymology? There you go. Maybe etymology, yeah, yeah, something like that. Anyways, that uh, their high, their their high, uh, their hypotenuse was that fifty uh, percent of the UK public already has had corona, and now they're going to try to prove it because, but they have to draw blood to be able to do that to see if there's um, antigens in the system in the blood, and I hope that's the case. I hope that fifty percent of America has already has corona, and it's just not as bad as we think it is. That's the optimist in me. But I also um, I'm not fool enough not to uh, not to take the precautions as well. So the whole thing about um, what Britain is doing is starting. I think next week they're going to be sending out home test kits, which right. is prick, pricking your finger, right? Yeah, for the blood test. Um, it won't say if you have it right now. It'll say whether you've ever had it before. Right. Because realize this: if you've had the, that's why they had the <laughs> freaking people are hilarious too. But in Kentucky, they had a coronavirus party. <laughs> Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, man. I or what about the you, what about the YouTuber or whatever that was licking a toilet seat or something? That yeah. Too. I mean, just, I, come on. Once you have it, you're never gonna get it get it again. So it's actually you, Well, you, they don't you, know you, that you, for sure. So. Not for sure, but that's yeah. hypothesis being worked out by the WHO. Right. Um so if that's the case, yes, you know, it's gonna people that have their immune systems are not good, people that are on cancer treatments, the older population, those are the people we need to protect. Right. But course. in general, you know, if someone gets it, there's a I, I would say at this point, you know, we have what, seventy thousand confirmed cases in the United States. I would say that's closer to half a million. Oh, I'm sure Easily it is right yeah. now, and and, and, again, and hopefully it's 120 million. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but again, you but know, just the whole thing that Doctor Fossey talked the about, symptoms, the whole thing right. Doctor Fossey talked about was, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, I'm not sure, is we have to be prepared for it to be a seasonal flu, right? But and good news, we're working on vaccines and stuff already, and hopefully we can get rid of this government bureaucracy red tape as well, which is obviously doesn't help anything. When, when it comes to approving vaccines and all this stuff. But, you know, me, I'm very anti-government. <laughs> so I don't believe I anything about, about government is good. Yeah. I bet you're not happy about the $2 trillion bailout. No, no I'm not. But, you know. <laughs> I, figured, I, figured about, I figured that much. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, if, if, if the government is going to mandate, you're going to close the business stuff. I, I don't know. I just compare it to H1N1. 20,000 people. The CDC said that 60, what was it? 60 million people had H1N1. 20,000 people died. So if we end up under this, then this was clearly uh, an overreaction. But if we end up going over, well, then it clearly wasn't. But yeah, it's... Well, it's, you know, I mean, the, the WHO released uh, findings on, on um, the swine flu, which is H1N1. Right. And within a week, all 50 states were testing at a high clip. So I think a lot of people are worried about the lack of tests outside of New York City right now. Right. Um, test people if they test positive, whether they're asymptomatic or not, right? Um, then quarantine for 14 days, and that's how you end it. Social distancing, shutting down the stuff. I mean, the president is right to an extent that we need to get back to business. You have to find the happy medium between the two, right? Of course. Uh, but then Bill Gates also right. We can't be going on about a day with bodies piling up too. 
Right. So you have to find a happy medium. So like you said, both extremes are red tape. You know, I mean, 2009, we didn't have the social media infrastructure that we have today, right? Well, yeah, Uh, and and that's also maybe a problem because that's in some ways it's beneficial, but also it was in its infancy back then, thus allowing us to kind of stir the pot now. And you didn't have the vast partisanship either. I know that you had the left and the right in 2009, Obama's first year, but it wasn't as, you know, that it wasn't as divisive as it is right now. So I think all that plays a role in it. But I think the good news is I think we're actually getting to the point where it's a new normal for the United States and the rest of the world. But it's one that I think that people are starting to understand. Yes, you have to take it seriously. Yes, you have to go about living your life to an extent. And yes, you should be freaking out about everything that comes out. But you have to be real. Look at what's happening in New York City. They're, they have refrigerated morgues. You have the nurses that are using uh, plastic trash bags to protect themselves. So you have to be real, right, about the situation at hand. And we have to do something and continue doing something about it, whether it's individuals or locals or the feds. So right. that's just my take. Maybe this should be coronavirus reckless speculation instead of NFL reckless speculation. So I want to get Brady, at least Tom Brady didn't get it. Well, that's true. Yeah. Well, maybe he's already had it. Hopefully, he's already had it and it didn't uh, have any effect on him. So I want to I want to talk more about the Patriots in just a second. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM, with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up, a show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap Up. Hey, make sure you follow Vincent on Twitter. It's uh, Vincent Frank NFL, and you can follow me on Twitter as well. I'd recommend against following me on Twitter because, you know, I don't post that much. You're not going to miss anything. Though when I do post, it's probably probably the second greatest thing that's ever been said on Twitter. Um, I'd also recommend against following me, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Malcolm, Malcolm's taking me up on that offer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't follow that many people, so it's it's just it's just I just, and I, I don't have time for people that are that post a lot. Honestly, I I just I just can't take it. I just I mean, just give me bite sized pieces once a day. That's all I want from anybody. But you know, that's that's just my take on things. And then of course I you have can follow. Hundred and eighty five thousand tweets. So yeah. Well, then there's no chance of me following you. That's also that's in twelve years. Weird. So if you do the math. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a lot. 
it is at lot. least three to five a day if if, if my uh, public school education is correct. All right. I would say eighty percent of those are sports related. So if you do want to follow me for sports, do so. There yeah, and 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 Vincent had already mentioned the Niners four times. So if you're a big Niners fan, well, Vincent is your guy, man. He's a. I pulled out a Tommy Rathman reference this morning to Jesse when I was talking to him. So he wasn't that wow. proud of that. So uh, number forty four. Yeah, Tom Rathman. I, I love the. It's it's not so much that I can't stand the 49ers. I just can't stand you and Jesse talking about the 49ers because I used to love the 49ers. I mean, back in the 80s, Joe Montana, Tom Rathman, all those guys. Man, they were they were just great. Jerry and John Taylor, beautiful, beautiful. That's the team I grew up on. Eric Davis, Dave Weimer, yeah. exactly. But now I just hear about the Niners incessantly on Slack, and it's just like, kill me now. Kill me now. <laughs> You're going to hate my Deshaun Watson column. I'm talking, I'm writing a column about how, um, what a Deshaun Watson trade might look like, and the 49ers are included in that. Of so course. Just, I mean, just giving you a warning. No, I mean, of course, I expect <laughs> that. I mean, hey, any, any, any player is going, any good player in the NFL, the NBA, or Major League Baseball will at some point be a Oakland A. Uh, Golden State Warrior or, or a San Francisco 49er <laughs> as far as Vincent is concerned. Uh, so there you go. All right, so back to the uh, back to the Patriots though. If there was any Patriots fans listening to the show, they probably just like I'm I'm leaving. We're done. Yeah, yeah. So it was do you think it was a shock to Tom not to Tom Brady, to Belichick that uh Tom Brady left or do you think it was it was just the end of the road at this point? They had a falling out three years ago with the whole Garoppolo thing. So I think this was a long time coming. I think last season was, okay, we'd give one more run at it, right? But this this has been brewing in the background for a long time. You have two big egos. You have two big people that really didn't come from much, right? Right. To turn into worldwide stars. That boosts your ego to a high level. If you come from nothing and then you turn into, you know, look at LeBron, right? Think about it. And you turn into an all-time great then your ego is going to be there. So it was a clash of the personalities. The egos were too big. Uh, Brady being upset because Belichick might have preferred Garoppolo over him, right? All that played into this in the background. You talk to New England Patriot writers and all that, and they're not surprised that the divorce came to an end. It'll be a very interesting uh, football life when the NFL Network comes out with it in a few years because we have no idea how bad it blew up behind the scenes, man. No idea. So if Jared Stidham is the opening day quarterback, opening night quarterback for the Patriots, who are the skill position players then? Since Brady's biggest complaint <laughs> last year was lack of skill position players, right? I mean, as of right now, if you look at uh, their depth chart, and obviously it's way unofficial, but Julian Edelman, who actually hinted at joining Brady in Tampa Bay, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded. Um, and kill Harry, your first round pick last year, had what, 12 catches or eight catches as a rookie? Right. Mom and Sanu, who I have no idea why they even traded for the guy, right? Old veteran. Um, Demir Beard, Jacoby Myers, Matthew Slater is probably a potential uh, future Hall of Famer as a special teams player. No, no, nothing on offense. Their tight ends caught like a combined 10 passes last year. <laughs> Sony Michelle was in and out of the lineup because Bill Belichick doesn't like running backs, we'll put it that way. And especially if they're not consistent, he'll put them in his doghouse. Right. Uh, so I think the best skill position player right now is James White, who is a catch-first running back. It's really bad, man, really bad. 
do you think um, over the next two years, which person is more likely to make it to a Super Bowl? And you have to answer the question. You can't say neither one. Is it Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? Tom Brady. I say Belichick. I'm still going with, I'm going with my theory. It's not the actor; it's the director that always uh, that is always best. You can you can swap out Christian Bale. You can swap out Leonard DiCaprio. You can swap out whoever you want for a Christopher Nolan movie. It's always going to be great because Christopher Nolan is at the helm. That's my two cents. That's how I see football. That's how I see Belichick. Since. And and I guess I'm going to find out here if 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 the Patriots go uh, six and ten this year and they're actually trying to win, well then, oh, never mind. Well, you Manny won after he left Indianapolis. Montana went to the AFC Championship game twice after he left Walsh and Seifert. I, I mean, all-time great quarterbacks find a way to get it done. It doesn't mean that the that the coach they left behind struggles, right? It just means that all-time great quarterbacks actually have a way of transitioning and still having success and with tom brady he has godwin and evans he has uh, ronald jones he has a pretty good offensive line they retained shaq barrett and jason pierre paul had 25 sacks combined last year right you know they retained um sue they retained so uh, tampa bay is gonna have a hard time because obviously west is so top heavy right but i think they can make it to the divisional round this year and at that point you never know the patriots Six wins with this roster right now, man. That's a stretch. Don't, don't, if he gets six wins out of this roster, Bill Belichick will, will improve. Will prove that he is probably the greatest coach of all time. Well, he already is, I think. But yeah, but yeah, without it, well, I mean, it's it's the greatest duo of all time. Let's just put it that way. I guess we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, do you think that um, there'll be a lot of Patriots fans that uh, follow the follow the Buccaneers this year? No, you look at the Boston sports mentality. That's not the way it goes. Oh, it isn't. Okay, you didn't. No, no. What, they're, what about, they're all about their teams. Well, what about <laughs> what about San Francisco Niner boy that you are? Um, you probably followed Montana, right, in Kansas City. Not really. Oh, you didn't. You didn't. You couldn't care less if he's uh, if he was injured and or well, obviously you didn't wish any injury. I didn't want to get it. I yeah, didn't want right, to. Of course, I was not. <laughs> Joe Montana's a jerk, yeah. and I knew that from a young age. So, you know, I loved when he was winning for the 49ers, but he's just not a nice guy. Never has been. So um, I couldn't care less. All right. Last question. Last question today. And is this a question or is this a, is this reckless speculation? It's, it it has to do with New England, but here's my, and I know it it would never happen because never mind. I've answered my own question. So here is going to be my question. (laughs) Gronkowski to the Buccaneers, but New England still owns his rights, right? Yeah, and that's not going to happen. Bruce Arians' offense is horrible for tight ends. Is it? Oh, okay. It's always been. So they're, they're probably going to look at trading O.J. Howard, who was their top 10 pick a couple years ago. Right. Cameron Braid, who's a pro bowler, they're going to be looking to release him in the next few days. Uh, they're probably going to play without a tight end. So that, that also plays into the other question. Can Tom Brady have success in a completely vastly different offense? Yeah. And what we saw with Charlie Weiss or Josh McDaniels. People don't realize, a lot of people out there don't realize Bill Belichick doesn't run the offense in New England. No, I know that. Yeah, he runs he's the defense. A, defense right? a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't. He's a defensive-minded coach. They just correlate the two with the success. So it's been Charlie Weiss. It's been, right, um, Josh McDaniels in New England. But it's been the same type of scheme. You're going completely away from that. You're going to be asking Brady to throw more downfield. 
in the Arians offense. I'm not sure to look or I do think Gronkowski will return this season. Though. Really? Will, wow. Yeah. Do, what, yeah. What, I lied. I got one more question. What if what if Detroit decides, well, we're going to tank for Trevor and we, we're making Matthew Stafford available? Can can the Patriots trade for Matthew Stafford and what hoops that would they have to jump through and what would they have to give up to acquire Stafford? They're not giving up their first round pick. I, I can't see Belichick doing that. They have three third round picks this year. Maybe give up your three third, two of your three third rounds and a second round next year and see if Detroit bites. And then how do you, how do you uh, deal with the salary? Yeah. Yeah. The salary is just, uh, the salary is not good. Yeah. I, I have no idea what they would, they would have to restructure contracts. Yeah. They'd have to restructure. Yeah. They, they did not plan long-term. You know, they did not structure the contracts in a way that was beneficial to the team moving forward. So at this point, they're really stuck between a rock and a hard place. You trade Edelman and you restructure Hightower, I think. Right. And maybe maybe you um, trade or move on from Gilmore, who was almost the defensive player of the year last year. Is that what Belichick's willing to do to give up for a guy that's never proven to be a winner? I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. They'd be better off going full scale um, rebuild. Trade Gilmore, trade Edelman, trade trade him to the Niners, right? <laughs> Niners Ten. can't afford either guy when it comes to anything. They can't afford either guy. Next so week, I'm a realist. I said that the, I'm a realist. Next week on Sports <laughs> Not, the five locations that makes most sense for Stephen Gilmore to be traded to: the Niners, <laughs> the Niners, the Niners, the Niners, and the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I would say this, though. Speaking of the 49ers, uh, they pick 13, <laughs> the Patriots do pick 20. Listen, the, the, the Patriots pick 23, the Niners pick 13. If Jordan Love or Justin Herbert's available at 13, ahead of where other teams might go quarterback, I can see those two teams being a trade partner. I would love to see Jordan Love, who uh, reminds a lot of people of Patrick Mahomes, play for New England. Yeah, I'd Jordan Love is good. He's but, he's really not good lasted, but he's not lasted at 23, so that'd be a trade-up. Right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to put the book. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. Easy okay. for you to say. Exactly. We're going to put the big show in the book, NFL Reckless Speculation. You can uh, subscribe uh, to the big show on iTunes. Uh, well, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I guess now it's called. Uh, for uh, Mr. Vincent Frank, it's TC, everybody. And I'll see you in the emergency room. Well, I hope not, but you know, that's been my shtick for like 22 years. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> it's not going to be too literal now, right? I know, right? Yeah, not, not too. So I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives. But all too often, those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture Glass Prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with fracture glass prints.